This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Today, a really cool podcast. Uh, we start with uh, history and perspective of why things matter and how we got here. And for anybody who feels like they're living, you know, behind enemy lines, you'll relate to today's show. Also, Carol Roth joins us to talk a little bit about the dollar and the economy and what comes next. Uh, and uh, of course, we get into Hunter Biden, uh, the sub, and the the tragic story of that sub and the tragic way that CNN is exploiting it for every possible dime. All that and so much more on today's podcast. Brought to you by Relief Factor. You know how when you try to explain what it's like to live in pain to somebody who doesn't have pain, their eyes kind of glaze over and, you know, you can tell they just don't get it. Once you have it, oh, you you do anything to make your eyes glaze over. And unfortunately, a lot of drugs do that. And then it doesn't take away the pain. It just makes you not care. And I really want to care about things. I found Relief Factor through my wife and I tried it. My wife kind of made me for three weeks because that was the promise. Try it for three weeks. If it's not working for you, then stop taking it. And I honestly thought, you know, it's not going to work for me. So I'll just, she's going to say, try, try, try. So I did. I took it as directed, and my wife was right. 70% of the people who order Relief Factor go on to order more. Call 1-800-4-RELIEF or go to relieffactor.com. Relieffactor.com, 800-4-RELIEF. Relieffactor.com, feel the difference. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck Program. about one of the most important stories perhaps in our country's history and that is a two-tier justice system but i want to take you back and put you in 1944 you're an american gi you're operating behind enemy lines in the south pacific september 20th let's say 1945 The next attack against the Japanese is imminent. But you and your buddies huddle around the radio, as you do every day the same time, to catch this broadcast. Greetings, everybody. This is your number one enemy, your favorite playmate, Orphanan of Radio Tokyo. The little sunbeam whose throat you'd like to cut. We're ready again for a vicious assault on your morale. 75 minutes of music and news for our friends, I mean our enemies in the South Pacific. Well, uh, how are my darling little dopes tonight? Full of beer and belligerence? I know, you still hate us, but don't let that hate keep festering. It poisons the whole system. What you need is some good jive. I mean, tongue. Helps you relax. All set? Okay, here's the first blow at your morale. Hey, Tiger, singing and singing. Hey, Pop, I don't want to go to work. Please be listening. So that's Tokyo Rose, and if you could understand her, uh, she says, you're here, my uh, friends, laughing. I mean, my enemies in the Pacific. Here's your daily assault on your morale. Here's some friends 
Here's some music from uh, Kaiser, whatever his name was, Kaiser K, K Kaiser, I think. Um, That's an assault? American troops laughed at Tokyo Rose. Sometimes there were seven Tokyo Roses. The one you just heard was the American Tokyo Rose. I'm going to tell her full story at the Blueprints of Liberty, the American Journey Experience in St. George, beginning next week through July 4th. I'll show you the original microphone that Tokyo Rose used for broadcasts, broadcasts, just like the one you heard. In fact, this is what it sounds like. This is the original microphone that Tokyo Rose used for broadcast, like the one you just heard. In fact, the microphone I am using to speak to you with right now is that microphone, and I'm choosing to use her microphone. Because, like the troops behind enemy lines in the South Pacific, this was used to communicate, and I'm using it today to communicate to you Anyone who feels stuck behind enemy lines. America is currently being divided. And we're being divided into two separate countries. And you feel this every day. It's getting worse. It's tearing apart society. It's splintering families. In, within the same borders, there are two countries. One country believes in the traditional American ideal. Its people know that there are certain rights granted directly from God. No one should be considered too big to fail. In this country, they believe in law and order and equal rights, equal justice, blind justice. Uh, If it sounds like your city or state... On Tokyo Rose's microphone right now. Thank you to our engineers for making it sound a little bit better and spanning the the time here. Tokyo Rose's microphone is speaking directly to you. If you find yourself in that country, the one that you believe in, the one that's ruled by the Bill of Rights, you are behind enemy lines. Radio has been a soothing and powerful message for those caught behind enemy lines, and it's happened for a very long time. Let me switch up the timeline just for a second. Let's go out of World War II and go to 1956, and you're living under an oppressive boot of the Soviet Union in Warsaw, Poland. One night, as your father is scrolling through radio channels, in 1956, you hear this. My heart beating rhythm and my soul keep a singing the blues. I roll over Beethoven, tell Shikarsky the news. I got the rockin' pneumonia, I need a shot of rhythm and blues. You may not know anything more than just the lyrics or the tune of that Chuck Berry song. Well, that song had a profound impact coming through the radio behind enemy lines. These words took a whole new meaning for the people being oppressed behind the Iron Curtain. They heard 
a political message. Even though it may not ever have been intended as such, they heard that rebellion was possible, that the regime could be challenged, and that it would spread like a virus. Rock and roll was always rebellious. In 1979, Chuck Berry was found guilty of tax invasion. Chuck Berry went to federal prison. Tax evasion. Last week, we heard that Joe Biden's son reached a plea deal for exactly the same crime that put Chuck Berry behind bars. Joe Biden is only looking at a couple of misdemeanors. No jail time is expected. You're behind enemy lines. Tax crimes used to be one of the biggest offenses for proponents of big government. Not even the famous were let off the hook. Wesley Snipes served three years in prison for tax evasion. The baseball player, Daryl Strawberry, served three months. The musician, Lauren Hill, three months. Pete Rose, five months. They even threw Martha Stewart in jail. That's not the country I live in. But like you, we may live in an area of the country that is celebrating Hunter Biden's get-out-of-jail-free card. They're celebrating the corrupt protection of a family deemed too big to fail. If this is where you find yourself today, you are behind enemy lines. Hunter Biden was also given a sweetheart diversion deal for lying about his drug use when he purchased a firearm. This despite photos of Hunter brandishing his firearm while high on drugs. Let me say that again. This despite the photos of Hunter Biden brandishing a firearm while high on drugs. I want you to do something right now. If you're by your computer and you have your phone, just Google the words Man arrested for brandishing a gun on social media. Just scroll through these stories where multiple people were arrested and jailed for doing it. Do you think any of them were considered for a diversion? No. Not in the other America. They didn't carry the name of a politician for the regime. The country the left is now building, and those that support it, also don't see any issue with using the American justice system and the office of the president to eliminate their main political rival. Do they believe this will divide the country even further or not? I believe they do. Even Richard Nixon was pardoned to keep the country from dividing. We must heal. But they want division. They want us wounded. It is almost a certainty now that they will find a crime to pin on President Trump. And it's probably a crime that could have been handed to Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, and every other high-level politician over the last 50 or so years. The classified documents case against Donald Trump is an absolute political hit job. And if you want to know, just how bad this is, all you have to do is read the transcript from the testimony 
of the head of the National Archives and Records Administration. He recently said, and I quote, every administration from Reagan forward, we have found classified information in unclassified boxes. So why are they just now electing to prosecute Trump? Well, the residents who live within the same borders of that America that believes in the Bill of Rights. Those residents, there's lots of them. This new authoritarian country, the former United States of America, collectively cheered when President Trump said in an interview on Fox that classified documents got, quote, interspersed with personal items like golf shirts and clothing. Oh, my gosh said all of the people celebrating the witch hunt. He just admitted to the entire thing. Again, I invite them to read the head of the National Archives transcript. He said that, quote, document level tracking in the executive branch in the White House complex does not exist. The testimony goes on to describe further, quote, Records become easily lost or mingled with non-classified documents because the White House treats various offices as open storage to which multiple individuals have access and the ability to move papers in and out. Keep in mind that this is describing every administration since at least Reagan, but only now has the regime decided to pull the trigger and try to jail their main political opponent. Oh, and remember that audio recording that supposedly describes Trump showing an interviewer, a, class, a classified document that he hadn't declassified? As per the New York Times a couple of weeks ago, no one has been able to locate that document. My question is, does it even exist? Would it matter if it does? Because the people on the other side of the lines, they've already decided he's guilty because they need him out of the way. In the America I live in, that I stand up for, that I live for, I can have my own opinion. But I don't ever want to see anyone, even my worst opponent, railroaded by a justice system. But this is the country they are building. We are purposely being divided. Don't play any role in it. The American justice system, government, and society are being turned inside out. Some of us live in areas that still have some semblance of the country we used to remember. Some are lucky enough to live far away from everything and maybe be still living in farmland. And not a lot, perhaps, has changed for you yet. If you live elsewhere, remember the courage of that American city, uh, citizen, Tokyo Rose. She was put into a position to betray her country. She didn't. She was sending coded messages. She was mocking Radio Tokyo. She was trying to make the American soldiers laugh at how ridiculous she was. Remember the rebellious spirit 
from those trapped in Eastern Europe, drawing inspiration from Chuck Berry. All we need to do is to remember who we are. Remember our true history, what America really means, and what we can accomplish when we all unite e pluribus unum under the banner of the Bill of Rights. For those that feel as though they're losing their country and that they are stuck behind enemy lines. Tokyo Rose had to couch and use sarcasm to be able to deliver a message because she knew she would be dead if she broadcast them, her true feelings. Today, at least at 22 minutes past the hour, I don't have to do that. I can speak directly into Tokyo Rose's microphone and leave this message for you. To all of you behind enemy lines, do not give up hope. Do not engage in hatred and fear. Perhaps you should listen to some swing music. Perhaps you should listen to Chuck Berry today. This message is for you. All those that feel defeated. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Carol Roth, uh, the author of uh, The War on Small Business and former investment banker who started to use her gifts for the good instead of the evil, uh, is uh, joining me now. She's also got a new book coming out uh, the week after mine, and they are great hand-in-glove books. You Will Own Nothing, uh, and it is about... uh, a little more specifically, I think, uh, than mine. Mine is showing you the big overall, and she's also offering some real solutions, as we do too, but different solutions, uh, and really goes into the nitty-gritty on what it means. Welcome, Carol. How are you? I am doing fantastic, and I have to say, I got a sneak peek at Dark Future, Glenn, and it blew my mind. It was—it really was an interesting companion um, to You Will Own Nothing. You really go deep into the areas I kind of touch on, particularly on what's coming ahead in tech. My mind was completely blown. This is a such an ambitious book that you set out to write, no. and I, I'm so proud of the work that you're done. It's frightening, but Thank it's you. really important. So, Carol, did you... Because I am so far out of whack with tech because I followed it for so long. Was that stuff so super basic or too hard or did, did you know it all or not know much of it? No, it took the sort of base level knowledge that I knew and it brought it up a level and it really sort of connected the dots. You know, you, you sometimes you see and you hear these things, you know, what's going on with AI? And it sounds like, oh, it's just the flavor of the month, just like the Internet of Things was, just like Web3. Correct. But you really talk about how that fits in to the plans as we go through this shift in the global financial order and what that means in terms of our freedoms. So I actually, you know, 
I research a lot because you push me to research mm. a lot, and I learned a ton from oh, this great, book. So I, I think that this is people are going to be blown away by it. Uh, all right, so Carol, let's let's talk about uh, what is what's happening uh, with the Fed. I read today that the Fed is considering raising interest rates again, which will do yeah. nothing but help the government. They'll continue to spend, and you'll have you know, fewer, fewer people being able to afford to take out loans. But how close are we to uh, a dollar, a real serious dollar challenge and problem? Okay, so two separate things. Let's unpack them one by one. So on the Fed side, they did take what they said was a pause, a breather. My personal takeaway is the reason why they did this is to give the banks some breathing room. You know, we've seen these bank crises. They said that everything is great there. I don't believe that that's the case. No There's research that's come out from the FDIC and academia showing um, that that you know definitely isn't the case. And the big concern here is how is the government going to finance all of these things? Um, you know that they have set forth. They have their Treasury General account, which is kind of the checking account, if you will, or the operational account for the government, has been depleted because we, you know, we needed that debt ceiling raise. They mm-hmm. had run out of cash in there, so they have to refill that. And then we have another, um, you know, huge deficit that we're going to be running in the, the back half of the year. So the reality is that you know they are going to be issuing more Treasury bills. Um, I think it was Morgan Stanley that estimated. It's about $1.3 trillion. At this point, we don't have global central banks around the world who want to buy them. So what happens that suppresses the, the price of those bonds and it increases the interest rates? Correct. And then how does that flow through to the banks? Well, if you have higher short-term interest rates, you can get in the money market. People are taking their deposits out of the bank again, Glenn, to go get those higher interest rates. The value of those securities on banks' balance sheets, once again, go down. And we create, again, this potential issue for the banks. So I think that this pause really was meant to, to create a breather and not put that pressure on the banks because the Fed is worried. Now, I don't know if they're going to be able to do that from a long-term standpoint. They seem to be completely myopic and that they're going to go forward and raise interest rates again because the central banks have completely screwed up this policy for so long. But I I think that that was the reason because okay. we, so, we have not gotten out of it. Okay. So the, 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 the perspective Americans need to have is the Great Reset is a stakeholder, not shareholder, a stakeholder uh, system. That means that stakeholders are communities, uh, nations, corporations, uh, activists, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it doesn't ever shake down to the average person because we're not individual stakeholders like we. That's a shareholder. This system. We give our voice to our representatives in Washington. They represent us as one big stakeholder. Okay. So we sign all of this stuff away. They never cared about this system is built to not care about the little guy or the small businessman. It is built for big business, big government, big banks. Correct? Absolutely. So let me push back. 
if you guys hear the word stakeholder, you should take it, you should put it in a dumpster fire and you should just set it on fire and get rid of it. Yep. Because stakeholder is made up. It is whatever the elites want so that they can push through their agenda. Stakeholder stands at odds with with ownership. Like you talked about, Glenn, if you are an owner of something, you are a shareholder. You have a stake in it. And ownership is what creates wealth. If you don't own anything, if you don't have that opportunity to increase the value of things that you own, then you do not have wealth. This is the huge, huge reason why we have been so prosperous in the past. And the fact that they are trying to eliminate it goes with the, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. And what the Fed and the government have done is they've said, they've, they've basically said, we're going to take this ownership issue and we're going to confuse people. We're going to talk about these stakeholders, which is us and our cronies and the things that we want to do. And we are going to transfer wealth from Main Street to Wall Street. That is right. what they have been doing at an accelerating pace for the last decade and a half. And it is not stopping and it is morally wrong and it is destroying the foundation of America. So can I ask you, because I've heard this question and I apologize, you feel free to say I'm not prepared for that question because I, I sure. um, this may be. I do that a lot here. Yeah, I know. It may be something that you're just <laughs> not willing to shoot from the hip on. I know I wouldn't. Um, a lot of people say to me, well, if our money becomes worthless and inflation just keeps going up and up, um, I'm just I'll pay off my house and my car. And why not run up all this debt? Because. I'll have, you know, millions, I'll be being paid millions of dollars and I can pay off my my house easy. Okay, Why so is that the, not good? So this this is what I'll I'll put it in the realm of the market and use the example of a short seller. So let's say you're somebody who thinks a stock is going to tank and you want to go short on that stock. You want to want to borrow it, you want to sell it, you hope that it goes down, buys it back and, and get the difference. You not only have to be right about that stock, but you have to be right on the time frame. Because if you're wrong and that stock continues to go up before it goes down or it takes a really long time, you will get absolutely financially crushed. And that becomes the challenge. It's the challenge in financial markets and the challenge for the economy is that we know the trajectory. We know some of the things that could happen, but we don't know the duration. So you could make that bet and get absolutely crushed and wiped out before any of that comes to fruition, because we don't know if this is going to be 12 months or 12 years or 50 years for this to really unravel in that serious manner. We know it's unraveling. We know it's getting worse. But the trajectory, you know, is it a, a slow snowball or is it one that, that goes down the hill? We don't know, which is why the best way to approach this is through diversification and hedging and really planning for lots of different outcomes because we don't know the duration not to mention things can change stakes can change you know you have a, a war or something that gets set in motion and that completely changes the, the backdrop of what happens so you cannot bet on just that one outcome let me ask you and again feel free to say i need to do more research but <laughs> is there a way that the banks can seize homes um, other than defaulting. They get into trouble and, you know, they've got your, your uh, property as an asset or as a liability, whichever. It's transferred to somebody else. Is there any way that 
your terms of your loans can be forced to change or they can just say you got to cough up the cash. So the two different two different things there terms changing and can they just you know completely screw you over there yeah. without you know changing the terms um, 99.99% no that's not going to happen you know all of the things that we have in terms of you know liabilities with banks and things that are our assets you know there, there's a procedure there in place if that happens Glenn it's going to be the least of our worries we're talking about okay. you know mass chaos and civil war is there a possibility that you're, you know, you could have something that's sold and they could change the terms? It depends on what you have. Do you have something that has a locked in rate, like a mortgage with a locked in rate, or do you have a floating rate? Mm -hmm. We know if you have a floating rate that your expectation is that the terms are going to change. And certainly somebody could come in and perhaps try to, to gouge you, at which point, assuming the interest rates weren't at that level, you would try to, to refinance and theoretically there should be competition there. So I don't think that those are the likely scenarios. The likely scenarios is the the legal looting of the American people by the government. Correct. Things like trying to, you know, institute a wealth tax. So your house goes up in value and they say Oh, you know, well, your house you, that you bought for two hundred thousand dollars back in the seventies is Zillow now says it's worth two million dollars. So you've got one point eight million that you owe us taxes on. You don't have that cash, and you have to sell it. That's what I'm worried about. And here's the, the issue: is they're trying to sell these proposals by going after the billionaires. They say the the billionaires they have too much wealth. We want to redistribute it. They're not going after the billionaires. They're going after the eighty five point five or 84.4 trillion in inheritances that are set to turn over in the next 23 years. They're going at all the wealth of the American people. They use that as the entry point. The billionaires, the wealthy people will have, you know, some kind of loophole. They'll have the lawyers and they can figure do. out how to get around it. And they will screw the average American like they do over and over again. So it is our job that anytime they come out with a proposal that is, you know, hey, we're just going after the rich. If it is a violation of property rights, you must stand up and say absolutely not. Because if you cede that line for billionaires, we've ceded it for everybody. Well, you're going to have a really hard time selling that to 50 percent of the country. I know. I know. I mean, look at this tragedy that's happening with this, uh, you know, this group that's going down to the Titanic and, and uh, you know, the, the amount of cheering on social media because they want to eat the rich. It's such an easy thing for a politician to sell eat the rich. But you know what country did that, Glenn, was Venezuela. Yep. They said inequality. This is, you know, this is not fair. There is so much of a divide. We need to nationalize these industries so we can, you know, help everyone out. The last time I saw a measure of the median net worth of Venezuela, it was zero. Zero. Like not even like three cents. It was zero. So this is the sales proposition. It's why we need to empower ourselves with the knowledge of what's happening. We cannot fight this back. We cannot tell our you know, uninformed neighbor or friends about this if we don't truly understand it ourselves. It's absolutely critical. It is why uh, her new book is so critically important. You will own nothing. What she said about Venezuela is true. And that is the promise from the World Economic Forum. They're telling you that you will own nothing 
but you're going to love it. Well, I mean, can we try that on a small scale? Oh, we already have. And it's failed. Show it to me in a small scale, prove that it works, and then maybe I'll consider your utopia. They are not asking for your permission. Your stakeholders that represent you have already given them permission. Uh, it is critical that you understand this. Go to carolroth.com slash Glenn. Get more information about our book, carolroth.com slash Glenn. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Well, CNN has their new. What was that? plane that crashed the missing M- plane yeah. mh 280 something like that sounds right um uh and it is now the titanic sub uh they ran out of air today uh and so we believe unless they are above water someplace and haven't found them i don't even think that matters honestly because i was watching a video on how this thing is built they screw them in from the outside so, oh, I, so you don't have a hatch. They could be floating open. the whole time, and I, I don't think there's any way they're oh, getting out of there. I could be wrong on that. Maybe there's a hatchet or some way they could escape in an emergency. Can you imagine? Know. You see the inside of that? Oh, my gosh. It looks terrifying. Even if it was working, I wouldn't want to go inside of it. I know. It's like a, it's this little tiny tube. You can't stand up. You're just like basically scrunched up in this little tiny cylinder that's two miles under the ocean. I, no way. I, it was nuts from day one. Yeah. And did you see the clip they had of uh, from 60 Minutes where they're like, yeah, we, we bought this part at Camping World. Camping World? <laughs> you that's nothing it. against Camping World. I mean, World, that's a but great organization, I'm sure. But two, two miles under the ocean. Yeah. Probably should, I'd feel better. If oh, it, we have the clip? Oh, we should play this because you have you seen how they control it? No. Oh, you got to watch this. We got to watch this. This is incredible. An experimental submersible vessel that has not been approved or certified by any regulatory body and could result in physical injury, disability, emotional trauma, or death. Where do I sign? Wow. Oh, take your shoes off. That's customary. Okay. Wow. Inside, the sub has about as much room as a minivan. So this is not your grandfather's submersible. <laughs> we only have one button, that's it. It should be like an elevator. You know, it shouldn't take a lot of skill. The Titan is the only five-person sub in the world that can reach Titanic depths, 2.4 miles below the sea. It's also the only one with a toilet, sort of. And yet, I couldn't help noticing how many pieces of this sub seemed improvised. We can use these off-the-shelf components. I got these from uh, Camper World. We run the whole thing with this game controller. <laughs> Come on! Now, we run it with a game controller, and it's not even the name brand. It's like a <laughs> knockoff game controller. It's not even like the real PlayStation <laughs> controller. Could we at least get one by Sony? Yeah. Even if it's a Sony with... Oh. Two Y's or two N's, that would be sunny, but it'd be closer. <laughs> really, uh, it was nuts to go down there in the first place. And they this this CBS 60 Minutes report, they try it a bunch of times. It does They can't get it to work a bunch of times. They eventually do go down and, and come back up, and it did happen. But they were talking several of these times they've lost, they'd lose contact underneath the water. You know, they would be underneath for three hours and they'd lose contact for two and a half of them. dangerous enough. I, I don't yeah. need that stress. And to see a boat? Yeah. I, I don't. I mean, There's look. a lot of them up above. 
There's a lot Lots of, of boats. Yeah. Go anywhere near water, you're yeah. going to see them. Well, I mean, and look, I understand. If you're the signing that, if you're signing that kind of a release that he read at the very beginning, oh, yeah. I mean, you know, they all knew. Yes. I mean, it doesn't it doesn't lessen the pain. Uh, I can't imagine what horror they went through. Uh, I don't even want to think horrible. about it. I don't want to think about it. You saw you saw the inside of it and how they were sitting. Yeah. Like you can't even like stretch your legs you're in this little tiny cylinder and like so just being down there for hours and hours on end would be really tough to deal with then knowing that all of this is happening uh, it's uh, it's a terrible story of course cnn is exploiting it for every single advertiser dollar you know they want Crazy. they're doing everything they can here <sighs> to talk about it constantly hey uh, it's, um, it's really dark there's a couple of things i want to discuss one is uh you know i've said we just need to look at things and go hmm I'm excited to see how that works out. Mm. You know, if I would have seen that clip before they went down, I probably would have said, hmm, hmm. it's going to be exciting to see how that works out with that game controller. Here's one. Uh, Toronto, the Casey house is uh, a specialty restaurant now with swanky multi-course dinners and uh, specialty cocktails and all of the food. Everything is prepared by people living with HIV. Now, I mean, unless they're bleeding on the food, which I don't <laughs> think is happening. Right. But I don't know. Uh, it doesn't seem like something, you know, that you... It would be a big selling point. You know what I mean? Right. Hey, your chef has HIV. Okay, I'm cool with that. He hasn't chopped a finger, has he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but that's your... That's that's your I mean, that's like, hey, everybody in the kitchen has HIV. No, I I that I, shh, keep that to yourself. <laughs> really, any disease. You don't need to tell yeah, me about the diseases of the people preparing my food. Please don't. Yeah, please. don't. Uh, oh, man. Everybody has the plague, <laughs> but they're all in spacesuits in the kitchen. Okay. okay I, can you get somebody else? <laughs> I mean, it seems like a concept that is unlikely to be franchised. Well, here's a. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how that works out. There you go. Okay, because mm-hmm. maybe it does. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me uh, let me take you one thing. Um, last night, and you can watch it on YouTube.com at Glenn Beck. I think they changed it. You have to have at Glenn Beck now. YouTube.com slash Glenn Beck. Let's put it that way. Right. We we just we, you weren't listening apparently to our long conversation about this. But if you do YouTube.com slash Glenn Beck, you should get there. But I thought I was listening to that. Anyway, uh, so <laughs> that is that's what you always think. You always yeah, think I, I you're know. listening. I've and been, I've been, you're I've, just what not. are you saying? <laughs> so anyway, go to YouTube. You watch last night's special. Our Wednesday night special was very different for us. Uh, Stu and I were both uh, on vacation. And and there's a lot of news that, you know, we've been talking about all week. But I didn't know some of the other things that have happened because two weeks, no news no news at all for me. And uh, wow. Wow. Just in two weeks, there were some things. So we played, uh, you know, two truths, one lie. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> I think I did pretty well. I, I, you did incredibly well. Yeah. I will say they gave me the list of these things to read to you. And the first list they gave me was not highlighted as to which one was fake. And I didn't know half of them. <laughs> it's, it's weird. Uh, I can read the, I know the writers, our writers right. well enough to know. Mm-hmm. And I also, I was only surprised by the press. That was the only thing that they asked hard questions, apparently. A couple times. A yeah. couple of times. And I 
Couldn't believe that. That can't be true. That yeah. would be the press doing their job. <laughs> <laughs> that was really your right. analysis on it. Right. There's yeah. one we didn't get to. Yeah, here we go. This is uh, two truths and a lie over the past couple of weeks. The U.S. has 12 or more alien spacecraft. U.S. officials suggest extraterrestrial medicine may unlock the future of cancer treatment. And crashed Las Vegas UFO witness terrified by eight-foot creatures in his backyard. Quote, 100% not human. Which one is fake of those three stories? I hope that that one is fake. Because that's the (laughs) least interesting of the other two. Mm. I could see, I mean, I just read someplace about uh, how AI is going to attract uh, aliens. And they'll be able to communicate with us now because they're so smart. And AI will be communicating. And so we'll get a lot of our medicine. So that could be... Mm. possible i the one i'm I'm gonna go with one i hope is not true and that is the eight foot alien but i bet you it is <laughs> crashed las vegas ufo witness was actually in reality terrified by eight foot creatures in his backyard claiming they were 100 percent not human that is a real and story what were, what were they do you know i don't know i don't know i don't know okay. what they were well no need to no need to check it hey. out hey Producers, no need. When we're talking about eight-foot aliens, well, I don't need any more information. No more information. That. Okay. Um, the U.S. does, in fact, have 12 more, 12 no or more alien way. spacecraft, say, military and intelligence contractors. Now, I don't... Again, we haven't seen these, but this is what the officials are saying. Kind of crazy. Okay, you know what's crazy? Is as big as... You know, uh, Hunter Biden getting off. Th- these these are huge, epic, never before happened yeah. uh, stories in America. Donald Trump being indicted. Okay, huge. The government coming out and saying it has twelve alien spaceships. I don't know. I think that ranks high enough to be something that you might hear talk of. Mm. You know what I mean? You think. But no, what didn't is even it? infiltrate your vacation. What what is it about the alien thing that we just don't care about? It does seem like they're preparing us for something. It does, doesn't yeah. it? It, it does. does. And they're gonna be like, by the way, seven of our last eleven presidents were aliens. Like, I'd be relieved. Like, oh, I would okay. be oh. so relieved. Oh, we've already kind of dealt with it then. Maybe we're okay. Yeah, and, I, and it'd be like that makes sense. It makes sense. Thank you. No wonder they acted that yes, way. Yes, that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. They were aliens. <laughs> Great. You can eat me now. I'm fine. At least I can be eaten. You know, not screaming like, what the hell is going on? I'll know. It's an alien. It's an alien. No and I'm deal. food to him. Mm-hmm. That would be. And comforting. unfortunately, the one thing you'd be maybe excited about that some extra, extraterrestrial medicine that was curing cancer. That's the one that's not real. So we got the aliens here. They're eight foot. They're in your backyard, but they're not doing anything positive for us. (laughs) Don't worry. (laughs) 